I'm Kimberly C. Paul. As I travel throughout each state, I realize that death is just a moment. It is how we live until that moment that matters. Finding connection with friends, family, and complete strangers. Journey with me. This is the Live Well, Die Well Tour. Thank you so much for taking the time out, Michelle. The last few couple of years, I've learned a lot about Soaring Spirits, but especially about Camp Widow. Um, and I just love the story. And I'm so happy that you're here with us on Death by Design podcast to let all of my listeners know more about what you guys are doing. But before we start that, I, I know that you have a story about how you came to Soaring Spirits and Camp Widow. So do you mind sharing that with us? Well, first of all, I'm so delighted to be not only on the podcast, but a part of uh, the Death by Design uh, movement that you have been creating. It's it's awesome to move death and grief and grief recovery into the normal conversation of life because it really is a part of life, right? Everything we will all experience not only our own death, but the death of the people around us. And so it's such an important thing to talk about. So anyways, thank you for that. No, thanks for being a part of the whole movement. It's, yeah, it's it's necessary. We really need this conversation. Um, and, and that sort of circles to how I came to found Soaring Spirits and Camp Widow. My late husband, Philip Hernandez, uh, was killed in a cycling accident when he was 39. I was 35. Um, and it was 13 years ago, this August, and he, I just had no framework at all for what the widow experience was or how to live my life missing him so much and also realizing that I, I was not only was I still alive and needing to create a life for myself, but I was also raising three kids and I had three stepkids and all six of them were grieving him as well. And that's only the beginning, right, of all the friends and family and everyone who was touched by his death. And so in the early days, I didn't have access to any widowed people. No one around me was widowed. And I also was struggling with this concept of like trying to raise grieving kids. And and I just didn't feel like my widowed experience fit into any other widowed experience of anyone I knew well enough to ask some questions. And so I thought that if I was having these practical questions, like what do I do with his shoes and how long do I wear my wedding ring that other people must have those questions too. And so I set out on a journey to write a book actually. Um, and I interviewed 30 other widows over a year time. And the, the goal was to come up with, a collection of answers to all of these questions that I had. So I had 50 questions and a, and a tape recorder and I would go and every time someone would say, I know someone who's widowed, I'd say, would, do you think they would talk to me? And so I ended up traveling <laughs> the country, which was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And staying on at people's homes and, um, you know, I would stay at a person's friend's house and then go travel around and meet the people in that area. It was an incredible experience. And, but here's what I took away from it at the end of the day, what I really 
what really touched me most was the fact that no matter what the experience of the person I was speaking with, how different it was from my own, there was this very huge common ground we had around the fact that we had experienced the death of a spouse or partner. And and that commonality came through every single time. We finished each other's sentences. We ended up, no matter how different, no matter how different our death experiences, our marriages, our, if, if we were married, not married, it didn't matter. It was this experience of commonality that made me feel normal. And I wanted that for other people. And where that came from, for, from me was the community. The community sense really was. And so I thought, I want to build a community. I want people to have access to a community because the thing was, every time someone answered one of my 50 questions, they would answer it their own way, right? It was, And it was different. And sometimes completely different from what I did or completely different from anything I would do. But it gave me a framework. It was like, okay, well, if this is normal and that's normal and that's normal and that's normal, then probably whatever I'm doing is just fine too. And oh, so it, it sort of set up this scope for me that was so important as I moved forward in my own grief recovery journey. So to be able, that led to this thought of like, what if I could create this experience for other people through an event, which turned out to be Camp Widow. And so I wanted a weekend long event because I wanted people to be able to come and feel like they could come from anywhere and that, that it would be something worthwhile. So, you know, they'd have a couple days, they wouldn't just fly in from all over the place for one day. Um, so I came up with this idea of being able to have a weekend long event for widowed people, which really was focused on rebuilding lives because I didn't want it to be the kind of thing where people felt like, oh, I'm going to come and I have to just rehash my grief experience all the time because that, you know, you've already experienced the death. That part is already part of your life every day. I want to be able to help people think about how do I recreate my life? Literally, like what steps do I take to be able to incorporate this death experience into my life? Because it's there. It's always going to be. And then so that's kind of the impetus for the weekend. And then on a broader scope, it, it, the purpose of Soaring Spirits is to provide and build community for widowed people. Um, and we've added a research element to it now in the last couple of years, which is really incredible. So overall, our purpose is to build peer communities. That's what we do. So this is the great thing about Camp Widow is that, first of all, before I answer my own question, let me allow you to answer it. Who Who is a widow to you? So we don't take into account any legal status. So that includes same-sex relationships, opposite-sex relationships. And so even you would consider me a widow. I lost Rob when I was 26 years old from cancer. And, and yet, and I tell this in many speeches that I've never been married, but I do know what it means to be a daughter-in-law because his parents or one of the greatest gifts he's left me. Absolutely. And yeah, so I, I I can't wait uh, to attend one of your camps. But let's tell me a little bit, what is Camp Widow? What is it like to experience? Um, and how do I get that person? Like, for instance, I was just in Connecticut, and I'm writing, you know, names on top of my RV as I you know, cross the country of people who lost people. And we just happened, the RV camp, uh, the owners just lost a son about a year ago. And I ran into the girlfriend who is still living in the house next to the parents. And I mentioned Camp Widow um, because I told her, I said, this camp 
is perfect for you and me because we did we didn't marry but we still have this great empty space and loss um and so you know what what is camp widow and you say you're going to you're building a community i mean it's scary for someone like me or this person i was talking to to board a plane and go to a conference called camp widow what does that mean well, first of all, we always honor the courage that it takes to do just that. And I will tell you that the reason that people do it, in my opinion, is that they are desperate to connect with other people who understand them. And that sense of belonging and understanding that comes from that courageous first jump into something that sounds like, you know, it's not for something you would have wanted to sign up for. Uh, is it really is the first step on a journey towards finding your community. So what Camp Widow is a blend. It's a blend between a conference. So it does have structure, which I think helps people feel like, okay, so we are going to do some things and we know what those are. Um, the structure is a collection of workshops that are research-based and they are also correlated to the time since you've been widowed. In addition to the time since you've been workshops around traumatic losses that have some significant trauma included. All of us have experienced some trauma in a grief experience, but some have a higher level of trauma, whether that was a suicide death, an overdose death, a death of someone who relationship was super rocky for any number of reasons. Um, We call that it's complicated. So we have people come to us who were divorced when their person died because they had an ongoing relationship with them and they still thought that they were going to be together and circumstances prevented that for whatever reason. So we have a trauma track, uh, we have a self-care track, and this year we also have a track of workshops on Saturday for people who are supporting a widowed person. So whether that's their new partner, whether that's a family member, whether that's a good friend, um, and that those workshop titles are things like, how long will the person I love be grieving? Because that's the kind of questions people ask us about widowed people. Like, how long is this going to go on? Um, and what we want is for the support people to have the to be supportive, to realize that this is not a short-term experience, that it's a long-term experience that evolves. And so it won't always be like it is today. Um, but it's going to take however long it takes for that person to rebuild their life. And rebuilding your life does not mean you're not going to love that person. It doesn't also mean that your grief is over. So it's going to be really great. So anyways, we have a conference piece. It's also retreat-like. And by that, I mean we, we build in spaces for quiet time. We build in spaces where if you said, you know what, I can't do another single workshop, there's no expectation that you do. We have a self-care room that has puzzles and coloring and um, even cornhole so that you could go in and just be. And you might be in that space and meet someone else who's in that space needing some quiet time and you may have a great conversation there. So um, we also have a team of ambassadors. Their job is to help people get connected. So you're going to have 20 to 30 people whose only job at camp is to reach out to the people around new people, people who are maybe less comfortable in a group and help them feel welcome, help them get connected, answer any questions that they might have. And then the third element to Camp Widow is we do have a party <laughs> and we we celebrate love and we celebrate each other. We celebrate the power of the experience of being connected because so many times when you're grieving, you worry that if you look like you're having too much fun, someone's going to think you're over it. 
And so you don't allow yourself the relief of just letting it go for a minute. But you know that in this room with all these other grievers, they're not going to one minute think you forgot. And so the freedom of our party night is exceptional. Um, lots of times people have said, really, you have a party? And I always say, yes, we really have a party. It's a big party. It's a fun party. And it's about celebrating the people we love. What's a better reason to celebrate than the people who changed our lives in a hundred different ways and continue to change our lives even after their death? So um, it's really kind of conference retreat party. That's what Camp Widow is. I love it. And this is the crazy thing. You know, recently I was on your website and you guys have a little like a, a shopping area where there's some apparel, which I was like, OK, let's see what what they're doing with the Camp Widow logo. And then I saw T-shirts that just had these big death socks. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so it made me sort of chuckle. It did. It, it made me laugh, but also in a very different way. It was like, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, you know, and I've had some of the experiences of moving on and dating other people and them telling me I can't compete with the dead guy, you know, and, and there, there is, that's, that's the biggest competition I've ever faced is the dead guy. Um, and so I, I love the tracks. Now talk to me a little bit, what does it cost to attend? So the registration is $399 for the weekend. That is the registration for the event. Then you would have hotel costs on top of that and travel. Um, the ways that we help, we do offer a scholarship program. Um, so people who would benefit from financial support in order to attend um, have that option, and that's available on our website. In addition to that, we offer a roommate program. We guarantee a roommate for anyone. If we weren't able to find you a roommate for some reason, we pay the other half of your room in order to lower the room cost by half. Um, we also don't require anyone to stay at the host hotel if they found accommodation otherwise or if they had friends, happen to have friends nearby or any other thing. Um, there's no requirement to stay at the host hotel and you'd still have access to everything through that $399. Then also for um, anybody connected with the Death by Design podcast, we consider that one of our outreach programs. So $349, there's a $50 discount if oh, you're connected yay. to any one of our programs. So you would just use group discount and then where it asks you to fill it in, you put in Death by Design podcast, um, uh, you would get a $50 credit. So your registration will be three forty nine. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that for uh, oh, the listeners. So, you know, this, it, I was just listening to you and, you know, I'm not a rich person, but I do know what it's like to see people not face grief. And, and I, I just, tell me more about if I wanted to sponsor someone else coming to Camp Widow, how would I do that? I love that you asked that question because there's so many people who, first of all, they look at it and they think, do I want to spend that money on myself? There's a million other things going on right now. I'm not sure if I want to do it. Then there's others who would just never be able to do it. And so our campership program, that's what we call it, instead of a scholarship, it's a campership. I love and it. on our website, on the Donate Now page, so soaringspirits.org or campwidow.org, you would be able to donate to support another camper. Um, and there's a, an easy button for doing that. And that directly goes into what we call our campership. We give out camp. Camperships across the board. We have never said 
no to a widowed person because they can't afford to come. We can't always fund the whole thing, but we never will charge registration. If they can't afford to come and they want to come, they can get themselves there and find a way to be able to stay. We always find a way to fund them. So our campership program. Wow trying to find a way to get themselves there and and find accommodations, we always cover their registration some way, somehow. I love it. I love it. And this is really important because a lot of people that listen to my podcast, Death by Design, you know it's a community out there. And we all know someone who has grieved and could benefit from Camp Widow. And and I just, uh, please, if if you listen to this podcast and you know of someone that totally needs this and and maybe they they've moved on or you've lost someone please go to this website even $25 or whatever you can give to support and maybe collectively we can be unlimited in helping camp widow serve anyone who wants to go so i really highly occur, encourage you to donate what you can every little bit does count and these you know it's even with my own grief um it's come out in other forms like anger and, you know, you know, just numbing out to life. And so we we've got to collectively come together and and support. Now, there are opportunities other than donating um, financially that you could support Camp Widow. And there's things like you could volunteer. Um, tell me a little bit about how someone can volunteer with you. Well, we have a couple of different options, um, and one of them would be lots of people have a specialty or some person who is widowed themselves. So another unique thing about Camp Widow is that all of our presenters are widowed themselves. So when you're listening to a presenter, you know that they have climbed into that empty bed, and they know what that's like. And so um, if we have widowed people out there who have a specialty, who have something that they would like to share with the widowed community, um, we do have an application process for speakers. All of our speakers are volunteers. They get them um, and they, they share their experience with their widowed community. Um, and it has been just exceptional to watch what they have to offer. So that's definitely one way to volunteer. Another thing is... Um, Anybody who's in a local area to one of our, our events um, could also come and run our 5K or walk our 5K, run or walk our 5K. There are public events, um, and, and that smaller amount of registration goes right to help the organization continue to serve widowed people. So that's another great way. Um, also, really, our program has grown by word of mouth. And Kimberly, first of all, thank you for your generous uh conversation around the, the potential and the need for donations. Um, Absolutely. And also, I just want to say that, that that what Camp Widow does for people is help them find their way through the grief. So, you know, you end up walking with other people who you have to talk, to speak to as resources to say, hey, I just went on this date and this guy told me, you know, that I mean, he's never going to compete with the dead guy. Like to be able to have that conversation with someone else who's had that conversation is, is validating on the one hand and empowering on the other hand, right? So it really helps people. Oftentimes, people who are supporting someone who's widowed will come to us and say, how long is this going to last? One. Two, they want to know, are they ever going to be better? Mm-hmm. Um, and three, are they ever going to be the same as they were before? And so it's really 
such a great gift to give to another widowed person, any widowed person in your life. If you have somebody you know and you think, gosh, I'm really worried about so-and-so, or I don't know the answer, or I don't know how to help, this is a great way to say, I heard about this event. It made me think of you. I mean, everybody, you can read all of our testimonials across the board. People love this opportunity to come together and they learn so much. So it's a great thing to do just to reach out to a widowed person you know and say, hey, I heard this podcast and it sounds like this organization might be great for you. Take a look. Absolutely. And even if they only look, that's even just only looking is be- is beneficial because suddenly you realize I'm not the only one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Outreach is just as important, and we are always grateful for people sharing the sharing because word of mouth is really what has helped us serve over three million widowed people in the last eleven years. Well, and and word of mouth is how I found you. Mm. Um, I interviewed an author who was a speaker at one of your camps, and suddenly it was just like, "What is this camp about?" And then I started researching you, and just thought, "Why doesn't everyone know about this?" And and I just became an instant fan. But get this, you you started off with probably one event um, where you live, and now it's like multiple events. Talk to me about where these camp widows are located and sort of around the time frame they are happening. Yeah, so we have um, our first camp widow was held in San Diego, California, and that remains our uh, our first and uh, home base kind of camp. So that one's this coming July, July 12th to the 14th, and we stay in downtown San Diego. So we're on the marina at the San Diego Marriott Marquis. And then we will be in Toronto in November from the 10th to the 12th. Um, So Toronto is our most recently added camp, but um, we've been there for six years. So that camp will be coming up um, between, actually, I lied. I'm sorry. It's the 8th to the 10th this year. So that'll be November 8th to the 10th in Toronto. And then we are in Tampa, Florida in March. And that one will be March 20th to the 22nd of 2020. And then we start the cycle over again. So we always do spring in Tampa. We do summer in San Diego and we do late fall uh, in Toronto. Um, But we do have some really exciting news for 2020, which is that we are adding pop-up camp events. So these are just going to be a one-day event um, and they will be in various locations. So our standard three camps in uh, Tampa, San Diego, and Toronto will remain. And then we'll add three more one-day events to be able to expand our services to different areas where we've not yet touched and also to do population-specific camps that are really addressing some of the underserved communities within the larger widowed community. So our very first one will be at the Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center in um obviously Los Angeles, California, that'll be February 22nd. um, And that'll be a one day camp just for the LGBTQ community. And then we'll do a one day camp in Australia in May. Really? Um, Yeah. So we're excited about that. Um, And we'll have one other location for 2020, which hasn't yet been announced. Well, I'm so excited, first of all, that you're including, you know, specialized populations that, you know, tend to go back in the closet when it comes to to death and end of life because 
um, it's it's a, it's whole other dynamics around that. So I applaud you for having the vision to include these special populations and and especially the LGBTQ um, population. And I'm really excited about these pop up cans. This is this is only getting better now. Could you imagine this? 20 years ago that you would be doing something like this? <laughs> no, not in a million years. Definitely not. And you know, it's so funny is I, I wanted to do, um, you know, this camp that was, that was the reason Soaring Spirit was founded was really to be able to have this camp. And so I only imagined once a year. And since we started, we've, this camp coming up will be our 24th camp. That's amazing. Um, and by the end of this year, we'll have done 25 in the past 11 years. And then we add six more the next year. So, I mean, it's just the thing I think that I, I didn't realize was that when the power of that experience spread from person to person to person, that that word of mouth would just continue to carry. And so what I knew myself as that very personal and um, and so powerful connection between just those first 30 women that I met, one at a time, to take that and spread it to an event where now you have 300 widowed people gathered and then those 300 go home and they're creating, you know, we have a regional social group program, which is an opportunity for people who've come to camp to go and say, I want to share this with my local community. I'm going to start a peer peer group here in fill in the blank, wherever they live. Um, And we have 55 of those groups actively working throughout North America all because they came to camp and thought, I want to take this experience home with me. I want to be connected to other widowed people on a regular basis. Um, and so I, I never imagined that. I imagined one time. And then after the one time, I thought, oh, my gosh, we have to do this again. It was so awesome. And then from there, it's just grown into something that I could never have predicted. Wow. Wow. That's one person, one idea, changing you know, 30 people's lives with connection. And now you're changing thousands, possibly millions of people. Um, And I I just, God, I wish there were so many more of you in the world who took their personal experience and is turning around and changing lives um, radically by just creating a community. And in a world that we live in today, where community seems to be evaporating, you can tell how desperate we all are when it comes to feeling like I'm the only one that lost a boyfriend at 30 and, and feeling like I'm not alone anymore. Um, that, that even though it's hard to admit that death does connect me with you, it makes it not so scary to see you next to me. And that's what's awesome about it. And I, I can't tell you, I'm so thrilled that you're on the side of my RV. I tell everyone about Camp Widow. Uh, I love and that. It's just amazing when people tell me their story. And especially, um, I, I, I tell them, hey, if you know someone who is grieving, this might help them. And so many people have come up and said, hey, I looked at Camp Widow and I'm going and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, so great. Yeah. I please, please continue to do this awesome work. I'm, I'm so thr- thrilled that you're a part of this tour with me, um, changing lives um, who are affected by grief and loss. And I just am really honored and humbled to know you and 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 know that one person can start off with an idea and radically change how how a whole community is formed. I mean, it's just amazing. Well, I'm so 
grateful that we've been connected. And honestly, one of the things that's most powerful for me is to be able to confirm for a person whose boyfriend died when she was 30, that she's considered widowed and that you deserve the kind of support and love and recognition that any widowed person gets when they are trying to rebuild a life after having to say goodbye to someone way too soon. Michelle, keep doing awesome work. And I cannot tell you, I, I look forward. Um, everyone visit camp. Is it campwidow.com? Dot org. Dot org. Campwidow.org. Visit it. If you know someone, I challenge you just to copy the link and send it in an email and leave it up to that individual to take the click. Um, it is a hard thing to do to admit that you're having trouble with grief and moving on. But if you can have a community around you, maybe we can all do this together. And Michelle, thank you for creating such an opportunity for us um, and yourself to move through grief. I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. Safe and happy trails to you. And I'm looking so forward to the day we meet in person. All right, sweet. Well, thank you so much for who you are. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer.